Welcome back. Um, this week's episode is going to be a continuation of the love and relationship episode. So we had then, you know, we spoke about the five categories of relationships. A couple of weeks ago, we had an episode, uh, the role of men and women, which was also like kind of a continuation, but that was focusing more specifically on the relationship between husband and wife. And now is also going to be a continuation of uh, the love and relationship series, but focusing more on the relationship between you and yourself. Relationship between you and yourself. That sounds incredible, no? Yep. How do you do that? And uh, what am I supposed to do to have a relationship with myself? So, yeah, let's slowly, slowly dive into that. So, like you said in the introduction, this is continuation of love and relationship. And if you remember, then uh, if you heard the episode, so that was the main point over there. But just to refresh that point, what is love? We said. Love is a connection between two separate things, right? You have two separate things. And then love is a connection between them. And then we learned the Yesod of Rabbi Dessler, Rav Dessler, that that's the main point of the episode, that how do you make that connection between two separate things? It's only through giving. And the closing line is, giving creates love. And if we, if we understand that Yesod, that foundation, that answers, that wraps around all the the direction that we need to take relationships. If you put in the giving over there in the relationship, that Mimela will make the connection between the two separate things. So when we spoke about the five categories, just to mention them also quickly, the first one is between you and Hashem and your creator, between you and your spouse, your wife, or your husband, between you and your parents or children, we put them on the same category because the same thing on the flip side. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a two side of the coins. Yeah. There's always going to be a parent and the son. Sometimes it'll be the parent, sometimes the son, but it's basically the same kind of thing. So, same relationship, relationship right. between father and son, mother and daughter, mother and son, son and father, father and daughter, son and dad, just mix it however you want, but it's always going to have the two. Exactly. A son the always parent will have and a parent. the child. Right. A, a kid will always, a son or a daughter will always have a parent, right? It must be, yeah. um, uh, in one way or another. But um, and, and hopefully every child will be a parent. That's a that's a hope. Ezra Hashem, because um, yeah, that's part of our mission in this world. But uh, um category number four, we said is your surrounding, your neighbors, your 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 your, your colleagues at work, the people you know. Uh, you know, friends from yeshiva or seminary. And number five is, we said, between the relationship between you and yourself. And the reason I, I we can't, you cannot see it, and I think I did the same thing on yeah. that episode, you can't see it, but I hold my hand with my pinky down and my thumb up, and and then I count them down. And the reason why I put, this is just for the sake of, like, explaining the idea, not that it's Torah or anything, but um, the reason why I put the the relationship between yourself all the way on the bottom there, because I just want to symbolize that 
this basic idea that we're going to learn today, that really all of those relationships between you and God, between your spouse, you and your parents and children, and you and your surrounding, is based, is sitting on the relationship between you and yourself. If you don't have that, all of them, but all of them collapse. How do I know that? How do I know? So that's what we're here for. And how to make the relationship, that's what we're going to try to do. today. So let's start where in, in the Torah, you know, you find so much information about that. Oh, yeah, where? I just saw Lotevashel Gedib Chalavimo. I just, where is the Torah talking about the relationship with yourselves and relationships? Bichlal. So, um, there is actually Mishnais called Pirke Avos. Pirke Avos has so much focus on that. So, highly recommended. Go check out the book. It's amazing. It's sold on every Jewish uh, um, yep, they have bookstore. Translations. They have it with pictures for kids. Right, Baruch Hashem in the yeshiva. Every morning we 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 do a, a quick share on Pirke Avos, and you know it's the first Musar and Hashkafa book that's. In, in Judaism, that explicitly brings out all these topics. It was a collection of all these, all these uh, important pieces of information: how to live life. Um, talks about midos. It talks about Ashkafa, Talks about Musar. There's so much impact, just direction for life, and Emuna in one book. That Perkevus, and that's where you know all the Musar and everything came from. Also from Shlomo Melech, from Mishlein Kohelis. That's also the Chachma that came from there. And of course, Pirkei itself quotes a lot of the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim and the Torah. But over there, you know, that's an explicit book that you can learn about all these topics. And there's so many Mishnayas in Pirkei that talk about the relationship between you and yourself. For instance, the Yimei Nanili Mili, If I'm not gonna, if Yimei Nanili Mili, if I'm not there, to overcome the obstacles, if uh, no one will help me, because even if there's people that that will help you, at the end of the day, you know you gotta help yourself. You gotta take uh, that help and and do some steps on your own, and so on and so on. There's so much that's going on in Perkyavos. Why am I mentioning this? Because obviously this is a topic that um, the relationship between yourself has an. Uh, let's we're gonna start with the with the first problem. Problem number one is when you see all these, um, you know, places in the Torah that talks about the relationship between you and yourself, we need to understand the basic idea how to apply a relationship to yourself. Why? What's the problem? You know, every relation, every other relationship, we have two entities, like we said. We had two separate things. And each one is giving to the other. Each one giving to the other. And then you have a connection between both of them. But I don't know if you thought about it till now. Maybe you had the question till now, but when I when we mentioned the relationship between you and yourself, um it's not two separate I don't I mean it's one it's it's me. It's one one yeah. it's one person. What are you connecting here? What am I connecting to? Haha. <laughs> so uh, it's a question, no? It's a good question, yeah, Israel, yeah. no? What, what do you mean? I'm having a relationship with myself. I mean, I'm one person. I'm Who am I connected? I'm myself. I don't need to connect anything. Um, so obviously, um, that's going to bring us down to, to probably one of the biggest 
philosophy questions. Who am I? <laughs> right? Sounds like Who a funny question. Yep. But yeah, that that is a very hard question. Who am I that I need to have a relationship with? Would I have two parts in me? Maybe have, it's like the neshama and guf, oh, the body and the soul. Oh, that you okay. need to connect. So over here, I like to do uh, a little, a little exercise. Very good, Israel. Let's let's try to go your direction. Let's do a little exercise. If you're listening to this, please um, pinch yourself on the hand, if you don't mind. Okay. Once you pinch yourself on the hand, it it, it hurt, right? Yeah. It hurt. Where did it hurt you? On my hand. Hmm. Technically speaking, yes, on your hand, but that's not where it really hurt you. Because if chas v'sholem, the person is dead, that won't hurt him, right? So where is it hurting him? Hmm. Like what? Like what makes? Where him is feel it written it? that it's the the ouch ow? Who told you that that hurts when you pinch a hand that it hurts? Like I feel the pain in my hand. Right. So scientifically, we can explain once you're. Squeezing it sends signals to the, to the brain. It tells you that it's something like the opposite of pleasure, and and you say "ouch," okay. But where is that written? Where is that pain? Where do you feel it? In the hand? I know technically you feel it in the hand, but where is it written? Like what's happening to you? Because it's obviously not the hand. Because like Rebbe said before, you know, after someone passes away, he the hand doesn't feel anything, right? right? Like you don't feel anything. So what? Why? If it's like the actual hand that hurts, like the the flesh, the the the, thing. the 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 skin or the you know whatever it is, the bone. If you get hit on your hand, then what does it make a difference if you're alive or not? Yeah, it some hurts. LMI. Where do you feel pain? I mean, you know, we can go even further. There's all kinds of these. Um, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, but I had this funny thing when I was a kid. I had all kinds of ideas. But I had an idea because I was inspired. I read a book about Rafael Halpern when I was a kid. I don't know why I read it, but uh, it's talking about if you know the story of his life. So he was, his father was close to the Chazanish. He used to bring him to the Chazanish as a child. He was a very smart person. Whoever knows Rafael Halpern knows this was, he was like an incredible individual in many aspects. This is from Optika Halpern, right? Exactly. His children, he opened it. And Lashon Haralom and Daberlai. That's him. Okay, famous, yeah. He was a Baal Tshuva, right? Oh, so not not exactly. He grew up as a Yeshiva Bachar. He was a Yeshiva Bachar. He was a massive Masmid. He had a good brain. And then he went to Chazanish. The Chazanish saw what incredible koach this kid has. But then he got very into, um, into uh, not boxing, how do you call it, like fighting, uh, martial arts. Mm-hmm. He got into martial arts. Made it to the UFC. He, be- ma- he became no. top. No, he became, he was number one in the world in Ha'avkut Chofshit. I don't know what MMA. it's called today. MMA Mixed it's called? martial arts, yeah. Mixed martial arts? Mm-hmm. He was number one. I was in, I had this idea, I read the book and he says stories. So when he started fighting and everything, once in a while he would get injured, you know, just from, from in practicing. So he, he worked on himself. He had this certain method that he learned from someone. 
he learned a bunch of different methods and put them all together. He had a whole chachma over there. And the Jews, it's so amazing. Like Jews, when it comes to, you know, fighting, not specifically MMA, but also different uh, types of fighting. You see like the, you know, we have the Olympic gold medal, uh, Lady Yardane Jarby, her name was, I believe. Uh, she won a, a Olympic gold medal uh, in 2016 uh, in uh jiu-jitsu or something some type of fight and we have now in uh in uh, judo there's a guy also he's like w- winning like world championships and european championships uh there's also nilly black in um thai boxing she's actually one of the guys in yeshiva uh it's his sister ami black uh so his oh, sister yeah. um is one of the best in the world in thai boxing so yeah you see like jews and martial arts they're like <laughs> You know, n- not specifically uh, any martial arts, you know, not Afghan MMA, but, you know, like it makes sense that, uh, you know, he was one of the best in the world because yeah, today you was. see that the Jews just. Yeah, he had, he had uh, an incredible life story. When if it you read fightings. If you read uh, Rafal uh, Halpern's life story, it was it was pretty extraordinary what he did. So, so basically he he came up with this method that anytime he got injured, he would do all kinds of um brain exercises like thought exercises to to remove the pain to not to like he he would he would um he describes that he would block like the fact that he's that he's in pain to the need to scream and agony and just be in pain he just took the pain and removed it with his mind Okay, yeah, like you see all these, uh, you know, the monks that they walk on burning hot coals. Exactly, and, you know. So yeah, exactly same, same type of thing. So I, I had, and <laughs> inspired me when I was a kid. Oh, <laughs> quite interesting. I trained myself. You can still try it till today. I trained myself that on my arm, on my arm, on a you know the front part of my hand, you can pinch me with anything, and I don't. I just like disconnected the pain from my hand to my brain. Like I feel the pain; it hurts, but it's like it doesn't. It's not pain that bothers me. It's like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't say ouch. I don't know. Like to me, um, I mean, obviously, you know, at you know, probably at some point of level of pain, you are gonna start feeling it. Like also me, like I feel like I play football. I you know, I sprained my ankle a bunch of times. You know, I just, you know, keep on, keep on playing, you know, you limp into the play, but, you know, you give it your all. There's this one time that, you know, when I, since then I, you know, there was one serious injury that I had on my ankle and, you know, since then I'll be wearing braces and stuff. So it's not as bad, uh, Baruch Hashem, but that one time it was like happened towards the beginning of the game and I kept on playing like, like I was limping on and off the field, like, cause uh, I mean, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you, you just sprained your ankle. Uh, but, you know, during the play, I, like, didn't allow it till like, the third quarter. The coach noticed me limping on and off the field. He's like, Israel, get him. What's wrong with you? I'm like, what? I'm fine. I'm good. And like, get off the field. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, that. But it was like, kind of like I feel, you know, like, I mean, it's football. Tackle football. You, you know, <laughs> pain all the time. I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> exactly. You disconnect. From- so, again, it's a very weird idea of what I did. Yeah, so like, always like I tell I people, this- like, people ask me, like, oh, how doesn't it hurt you? I'm like. Of course it hurts me. I mean, like, I have a sprained ankle or, you know, whatever it is. I had right. a crazy hit. Or, like, of course it hurts me. But I don't allow it to, like, I to don't allow it to you. affect. It's like, right. uh, like in my brain, I just kind of ignore it. Now, again, it's not, you know, it's easy to say. It's not easy to do. And then something's killing you, you know. 
It's not like, oh, how doesn't it hurt? It does hurt me. It does hurt, but, but exactly. But I just, I don't, I don't care. Okay, so it hurts but me. Who cares? the way you handle it, the way you handle that pain is instead of just screaming, ah, you just like you, you either put it into something else or you move on with it. There's different methods. I heard there's a whole chachma over there. It's a, but, it's a whole buildup. It's not like a okay. From now, anything that oh, happens to me, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, like it's that. a lot of yeah. brain exercise, a lot of thought, a lot of yeah. a lot of thinking, and that whatever whatever that method is. The point of why I brought this whole entire thing it was a side point, but I'm sure it was a fun to yeah. to, to hear this <laughs> interesting topic, is because when you when you let's, I'm just using as an example. When you, you when you feel pain, it's not that your hand, that pinch that we sit on the hand, it's not that it, that hurts you. It's the brain. There's a brain is telling you that that is pain, and it's written in the brain. Okay, that ouch, I got something over there, and it's hurting me now. So why am I saying all this? Because who is the real you? If we try to really Go into the very philosophical, famous philosophical question, who are you? Who's the real you? Okay. So if you is just the body, is just like, uh, you know, your hair and flesh and legs and hands and nose and mouth and ears, if that's you, that's the definition of you, I mean, there's nothing meaningful about that. Okay. That's real you? That's... That that defines Yisrael Yukowski, you, your hands, your legs, the way you look. Obviously not. There's something beyond that. What is it? So people that you know want to be a little bit more, um, um, uh, go deeper a little bit. They will say, "Well, it's my thoughts." Okay, my thoughts, my brain, what I think, what I understand. My my brain, my brain is real me. Okay, so the real you is your brain. Yeah, that's what you're saying? Okay, so let's open that brain. What do you see there? It's a bunch of flesh with intertwined, bunch of wires going all around. So obviously it's not the brain that goes with the neurons and bunch of, okay, so there's neurons going over there and there's boop, boop, pulse going on over here and there. That's you? I mean, that's the that's that's that human that everyone's talking about. I guess uh, I would say no, because then you could go the same thing like we said, uh, you know, with the hand after someone's an ifter, then I mean, the brain is still there, but I mean. Well, but the neurons are not working, so then the you is gone. It's not working. Oh. So you're saying when the brain is working, they like you are the brain, but when someone passes away, then he stops working, like. Exactly. But so is he a toy? Like, like it's not. Right. So then people that want to go deeper, again, I'm talking about things that people for, for thousands of years, people are are comp- contemplating, I'm saying, outside of Judaism. In Judaism, we got it uh, very clear in Mount Sinai. Clearly, who are you? Who's the real you? But I'm saying philosophically, that's what people always were, were thinking. So the people, the furthest that uh, uh, a non-Jew will go, as they say, there's something called what they call today consciousness and subconsciousness there's something there's something over there beyond there's some deeper layer in the humans and the human psyche that's that's almost they won't want to say spiritual but they will say like it's it's called the the uh consciousness 
And of course, in the scientific, you know, especially people that are atheists, they will say, well, no, what is what is consciousness? It's just this very incredible machine called the brain, okay? That's how they will close it. But we obviously always point to that deep, deep, deep part of the real you. And to make a long story short, I didn't think we're going to go down this path for so long. But in really, to just to conclude, there's a whole entire uh, route we took is the real you. Um, we learn in Yiddishkeit and, and many places, the real you is what we refer to, like you were saying, the neshama. The neshama, you, the body and everything is here to do a job. The goof, it's like the nefesh, the, it's the behemoth, the animal part of you. But that's connected to the real you. That the, Why am I saying the real you? Because that's the source. Because yeah. everything you see over here is just a translation of that, just so you have what to, to play with it, yeah, to put it in an action. isn't something physical. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Um, it's something spiritual. You know, to come into this world, you need to have, you know, it comes into your body, which is the physical part of you, so you get to be right. here around the world. That's why after someone is nifter, his neshama, you know. Right. And the goof finishes job, right. the neshama is going but, back. But you still exist. Right. What do you mean exist? Oh, the, you know, the, he passed away. Right. The physical part of him is, you know, is 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 no more. He was nifter. But the spiritual part, which is the actual you, still exists. Exactly. So this year, this episode is not about uh, goof and neshama. But it was important, it's very important for our, to continue our discussion, that when we say that you need to have a relationship with yourself, the real self, the real deep you that you want to benefit, that you want to succeed, you want, to, you want it to do its job, as they say, is your neshama, is your deep neshama. Have this in mind because we're going to get back to this point. Hey everyone, I'm interrupting this wonderful conversation to let you know about a fantastic, one-of-a-kind book that Artskull has recently published titled On the Shoulders of Giants. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in leadership positions in Agadis Yisrael for over five decades, takes us behind the scenes to gain a unique understanding of Das Torah in all its glory. Rabbi Bloom met with Gedoli Yisrael at Moetz's Gedoli HaTorah and in quiet, urgent conferences. He chatted with them in cars and on Shabbos afternoons at conventions. He shares with us stories, many of them not widely known, of generations of greatness. From the Chafetz Chaim to Rev. Aaron Cutler and Reb Meisha Feinstein, from the Ger Rebbes and Reb Aaron Lane Steinman to Rev. Dun Segal and dozens and dozens more. We also meet the Jewish people's Askanim. We are amazed by first-handed stories of Mike Tress and, of course, the incomparable Reb Meisha Sher. In his years in Agoda, Rabbi Bloom also met with the highest echelons of the U.S. government, and he shares his behind-the-scenes understanding of great political events and movements. It is a book you definitely should not miss. Get a copy today at archgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we are going to have a Q&A with Rabbi Liel Shalom. So if you have any questions or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Every person whose question is answered on the Q&A is going to get a free copy of the fascinating book, on the shoulders of giants. So send in your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com and you might be one of the lucky winners of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants. 
And now, let's get back to the show. If you want to have a good relationship with yourself, which we're soon going to break it down to, like you said, the guf and the shama, you obviously will have to give to it. So let's start with the guf. So if you want to have a good relationship, at least with your guf, with your animal part, um, so you'll have to go back to the principle of Rav Dessler and say, I need to give to it. So how do you give to yourself, at least the guf part? How do you give it? You give it stuff that it wants, pleasures, you eat good food, obviously, all according to the Torah, but, you know, vacation. Just so what about, what about um, you know, maybe the best thing to do to our goof is to be on the beach all day and just chill and relax. Is that the best thing for our goof? It could be, it's the, maybe it, it could be, I mean, some people are, you know, obviously every everybody's different. Some people, yeah, some people know, but. Nah, but you need exercise. No, you, but, right. <laughs> so you can't sit on the beach all day. Uh, no, what no, about say, eating but, junk but, food? But That's pleasurable. A, what about I'm junk saying, food? Because like we said, relationship is both people giving. So you also, you also, the soul also needs to give the body, but you also need the body to give it for the soul. So yes, you're right. For the actual body, you know, working out, eating good, and just chilling on the beach all day. Because like we're saying, the body. So obviously if you work right. out, your body's healthy, so your body feels good. Your body feels better. If you eat good food, eat healthy. So it's also, you know, your body is enjoying it. But so why do you work? Why do you daven, mitzvot, and, you know, do other stuff that are not necessarily the best for the body because that is the body giving to the soul. Like we said, a relationship is each person giving to the other. So we oh, also okay. need the body to give to the soul and also we need the soul to give the body. I'm sorry if I just ruined the whole episode. You just but, did. Yeah, I mean, the love relationship episode, you know, that's, you know. That's, that's the idea. That's very good. Makes very the good. connection is both sides giving to each other. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. So you, you, you're definitely, that's where we're heading. And we're just going to expand on each one of those points that you said exactly. So what is giving to your body? You have to give to the body because that's part of you. If part of the you is, uh, like we said, that's the lowest part. That's the animalistic part. Yeah, but um, the physical part. We have the spiritual part and the physical physical part. part. Those are the two parts of you that you need to connect. Right. Which, although we're saying that the real you, like just we said, is the neshama, is the real, the source of you, but it plays out in the nafkamina, as they say in Aramaic, is with uh, that you need to, you come in the world, God made you come here and connected to a body that needs to do its job in order for the real purpose, for the real you to fulfill the mission of the real you, which is the neshama. So if we're talking about having a good relationship with yourself, that you'll be connected to yourself. So there's, we have, like you said, you had to break it down to two parts. So to have, to give, if we use the Rav Dessler, to give to your body, so that's where it gets tricky. People think to give to your body is pleasures. That's wrong. Why? Because it's very pleasurable to sit by the beach all day, eat burgers and junk food and whatever is pleasurable, and eat tons of sugar. I mean, that's pleasurable. um, And it's pleasurable for the short term, not the long term. Oh, so, but that's not, but pleasurable is not the word here because it's not beneficial. It's not really giving. Sometimes you're giving it a pleasure of a burger, but you're really not giving. You're taking away its health. And now the body is declining in a certain sense. Again, I... uh, Uh, I'm not speaking as the healthiest person on planet Earth. It's obviously something that we need to strive and 
Ishtadlis, I don't want to come and say that I'm mushlam no, in this. Like you said, like you in like does someone enjoy eating salads all day, twenty four seven, and you know, n- not necessarily. Like no, obviously, you know, it tastes better to have a geshmaka burger. And like Ravi said, candy, you know, each right. person, something else that he likes. But I think like you need to have both because that's the, sh- you know, right now it's, uh, you know, pleasure. But then in the long term, it's if you only eat junk food and don't work out and don't, you know. Wait, so you're not giving to yourself when, you, when you're taking junk food, you're not giving to yourself. No, so so th- there there there's two things. There's the uh, short term uh, pleasure, you know, like enjoying the food or whatever you're eating, even if it's not so healthy. Wait, but but uh, wait, stop there. Are you benefiting your body or not? Maybe you're giving it a pleasure, but are you benefit? Are you doing good to the body or not? Long term, no. even short term, right now, yeah. Healthy. I know it's not healthy, but, but that's I mean, what this we're second, talking about. It's not, you know, affecting my my body right now. You know, the taste buds and like I, I really enjoy it. It's good, you know. I'm Mazel tov, but this. that's not beneficial. Why can't not beneficial? It's not benefit. That's I'm what I'm trying to change over here. No, but we're talking about you want to give to the body. So you're not when you're although it's an optical illusion, meaning you th- you think you're giving to the body pleasure, but it's not really giving to the body. It just looks like you're giving to the body. You wanna you wanna pleasure the body. So let's say you go on a nice, relaxing, fresh air walk, right? That's a pleasure. And you are actually giving to the body, giving it healthy oxygen. You're relaxing. You're not stressing out yourself, etc. Um, you know, and then you have the opposite things that looks like you're torturing the body, such as exercise, right? Why are you working out? Why are you lifting all those things? Why are you doing these stretches, these crazy things? You're twisting your body. It looks like the opposite. You're torturing it, and really you're benefiting it. You know, the opposite of what junk food looks like. Junk food looks like, oh, yeah, like look benefit, someone working out pleasure. Gym, he's sweating. He's screaming. Uh, he's suffering like crazy. Like, what are you doing to yourself? You know, exactly. stop it. Right, right. And yeah. it's really benefiting. So we need to be careful with this. When we're talking about giving to your body, you got to be careful not to look at it as just like as pleasures. Obviously, pleasures is not the the, the, term, the determining. Um, it won't determine. Uh, if it's if it's benefit if it's giving to your body, the word is beneficial. If yeah. the is actions that you're your doing benefit your body or not, pleasuring your body. Exactly. We need a, so that's a good start. Again, that's something halavai. We all wish of first of all a living healthy life. When you live healthy life, I mean, the Rambam explicitly goes on this point very extensively. Everyone always points to the Rambam. Yeah, the Rambam was very intuitive, and the Rambam brings any he. he he sources it in the Torah. There's, he, he points us to Mamash Psukim that he says that um, uh, uh, you have a healthy, that you have to have a healthy body. And why is that? Because then you're going to be connected, at least first, to we start with, with at least your body to your animalistic part, that you will be in good relationship with the body because you're benefiting the body. Your actions are benefiting the body. Okay. So that's only one part of the relationship of giving to yourself. And again, in, again, it's not only food. Uh, when we're talking about um, sleeping, good sleep, you know, halavai and me, you know, <laughs> good sleep is also is giving to yourself. If you have a good sleep, you're giving to yourself. That's going to make your relationship with yourself much, much better. 
Soon we're going to talk about the benefits that you gain out of this relationship. But first, on the question how to do this relationship is, first of all, being healthy, and that goes into many aspects. Then you go, let's go a step forward. There is the goof, and there's a nefesh, and then there's a neshama. Nefesh, um, um, let's, uh, I'm, I'm using it again. I, there's different uses to the words nefesh, so I'm not going to go into it. That could be a whole episode maybe. <laughs> but uh, nefesh is, let's, let's call it for now, your mental and emotional state, okay? So also over there, if you're giving to your mental and emotional uh, part of your body, um, you're benefiting it. Again, the word is benefiting it, not pleasuring it. Okay, when it's when you're when you're giving it some benefits, such as you know you're stressed from work, you got to work, you got to do whatever you need to do in the world, so that builds up stress, right? So you need to release that stress. So when you go for a vacation, that's go needed. Play some football. Oh, go play football. Go for a, a nice walk in the breeze, like we said. It's not only to your body. It's like if you're doing it for your nefesh, for your for your yeah, each emotions. Yeah, person relax, and some people will go, yeah, I don't know, go out to a restaurant, go eat, just chill at home. Like, you know, each person, whatever, does it for him. Just kind right. of, you know, relax. Right, but not to pleasure yourself, to benefit, to actually make that this machine called goof or, the, or specifically the feelings of the goof make it good and healthy and and efficient working so all these things that go into you know sometimes a person was hurt traumatized or something and he goes to therapy and he's taking care of himself and that's benefiting he's taking care of his body making sure that it's good so he's giving to his emotional and and you know mental part of his body Right, which is a higher level. It's more, you know, in the heart that they say the feeling, and in the brain. So that's that's, you know, um, also part of giving to yourself, and for sure you're going to have a better relationship with yourself, which soon we're going to we're going to talk about what what you benefit from it. But now this one, the next thing that I'm going to say that maybe is the most chiddush part. And this will be, you know. Uh, maybe a new idea that I think is something that we really, really need to focus on. Because a lot of people understand, it's simple to understand that, yeah, if you want to have a good relationship with yourself, you should be healthy, you should be emotionally good. But there's one more, and probably the most important. And that is to take care of your neshama. To give to your neshama part, because again, for for someone that doesn't believe that you're made out of half, you're you're half uh, gashmi, you know, physical and half spiritual, it's hard to talk this point. He won't he won't get the point. But after you listen to all the episodes, I'm just kidding. After you are you you know growing growing up as a Jew and you understand, you get to understand that you're made out of two parts. You are part physical and part spiritual. So even if you're giving to yourself on the physical part, uh, if you're not giving to yourself on the spiritual part, you won't have a good relationship with yourself. You just like won't. we said in the love and relationship episode, it goes both ways. You need both both sides to each be giving each other. Exactly. And if you don't have, but I'm saying you need to just to, just to understand it better. Imagine husband and wife that 
the wife always gives the husband and makes him food and cooks and that, but the husband doesn't do anything. Like the paycheck, he works, the paycheck he takes all to himself, doesn't give it to his wife, doesn't ever help, doesn't ever clean, doesn't ever take care of the kids. Zero. Doesn't right. help her wife, his wife in any type of way. But she always gives and gives and gives. Now think to yourself, does that sound like a lovely and healthy relationship? Right. That we said won't work. It's like getting married right. to a wall. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not like you, don't have you, two you need it both ways. Right. It's not that they both need to be doing the exact same thing. Like it's not that they both need to be, oh, I clean, so now you need no, to clean. No, they both need to give. Right. They so if let's say if, you know, if he works, okay, he gives the money and she does that or the opposite, you know, you have Avrechem. He learns, he does that and the wife works and brings the money, like, you know, however it works. But basically you need both sides to each be giving each other. Right. That's what creates that connection. Exactly. So like you said, you know, same thing that if the husband or if the wife, one of them is giving, but the other one doesn't help in like zero, nothing, then, you know, same thing with the body and soul. If, you know, the soul is giving to the body, you know, pleasures and vacations and uh, money and food and whatever it is, but you're not giving the soul anything, then that's, I mean, it's like the husband that's not giving any money or helping or not doing anything to bet, to help the wife. Right, right. It's just not like, what are we doing here? Very good, very good, exactly. On a perfect example. And... Um, <clears throat> And so you see, so how do I give myself spiritually? How do I give to the spiritual part? So, you know, it's it's going to be really hard to explain it. To Again, you have to start from the point that you're two parts, right? You have to start from that point. And, and um, so if a person invests besides being healthy and eating good and sleeping good and taking care of his emotional state, but then... He invests on understanding what's his job in the world, for example, what's his tafkid, or how would he be a better person, how to how to be a more a person that's a bal chesed, how to make a person that's more doing what he's supposed to do, understand, let's say, an understanding. When you have more clarity, you know, like we spoke about in the episode of Lishma, the more clarity, the more understanding you have in the world, that, that, and that comes with a lot of work, right? The more you understand what you're supposed to, the more you do things for the right reason, and you are nourishing your neshama. You're giving, and you're making it your spiritual part better and better and better. You're making it grow. You're making it healthy, and you're actually let it understand and you know do its job, make it make it function well. And um, that's the only way that you're going to really have a good relationship with yourself. Because if you could be taking care of your health and your emotional state, you're all good. But listen, you don't know what you're doing here in the world. You have no meaning in life. If you don't have meaning, what are you doing it for? You're not a healthy person. You're not giving enough to yourself. But I'm healthy, but I go to the gym and I go to the therapist and I'm taking care of myself. You don't have to go to that. I mean, you're doing, you're taking care of your emotional state. That's not enough. You just took care of half of it. And like you said, it's not, it's not, it's, you're missing half of the story over here. You're missing half of the story. And that's, and that's probably the biggest chiddush for us that to understand that to understand, that's why it's so important to understand who's the real you. The real you is your neshama. Your guf is, is the other part of it, is the part that the neshama comes down to the world and he uses it 
to uh, to do its job, right? And what do we? What happens? We focus all on our. Okay, so we understand we want this machine to work, but we're only focusing on where the neshama came into on the goof. That's not enough. And it, it is a chiddush because you can find people that live that eat healthy and live healthy, but they don't have any spiritual development, and they don't have any meaning in life if they're just atheists that they believe that there's no meaning in life. They're in real danger. They're really, I, it's hard for me to believe, yes, it might sound like an extreme opinion, but we, we strongly believe that this person is not giving to himself and he does not have a good enough relationship with himself. He does not. Because if you don't have meaning in life, you don't have a purpose in life, so you're not you're not giving to yourself on that aspect and your body needs it just like your body needs health and just like your body needs mental health and emotional health just like you need that and you need to make that machine working your spiritual part needs to be working well so we should all be zoche just if we understood this simple point like we said again we asked how to we said it's so important to have a relationship with yourself and we said how to do it we came to a conclusion by obviously the same conclusion we said before with Rav Dessler, by giving to yourself. How do you give to yourself? So we broke that down into two. We said there's a body part of you, but the real more important part is the neshama. And what actually happens that even people that understand that they need a, that they could have a good relationship with themselves and be happy, and it's going to bring them to be more efficient and use that body to what it needs to do. So they need to make it healthy, right? And then we said all the emotional part also. But we said, that's our conclusion, it's not enough. That's only half of the story. But you you have another part of you. You need to take care of the spiritual part of you. How? With the same method. You need to give it. How do you give the spiritual part of you? You, When you have a more clarity in the world, you understand your purpose, you understand you understand the, what's around you. You understand why, why Hashem created the world and what am I supposed to do here? And then you actually go and do that. So that's benefiting your spiritual part, which is the source of you. You're giving it the most. So we'll end up with a blessing that we should be zoha not only also to take care of our body, which is also something I need a lot of chizakin, and we all need taking care of our body well, benefiting our body, not just pleasures, not just pleasuring it. You you should pleasure. It's part of it. You need to, you know, uh, the body needs to have this relaxation and healthy, but it's not about pleasures. That's not the name of the game. The ple- It's not about pleasuring. It's about benefiting it. What's beneficial, always to focus on what's beneficial for the body. Okay, that's understood. To to make To make sure you're, your emotional and and mental is is uh, is being taken care of, but the most important after you took care of those, the most important is to take care of the real you, the source of you, which is your spiritual, your understanding by having clarity by learning all these topics. For instance, mechazik ourselves in emuna and and living in emuna, living in your uh, uh, doing your your mission in the world and understanding what's your mission and doing it hopefully the best we could do, then you're going to have an excellent relationship with yourself. Once you have that, once you have a good relationship with yourself, I mean, obviously, we're not perfect. I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm saying striving towards these things 
to benefit. And the whole point of this episode is just to remind ourselves like, hey, there's another part of you besides your body. Okay, we understand you need to be healthy, but don't forget to make your neshama healthy. Once you have that, once you have a good, then you have a good relationship with yourself. You're happy, you're calm, you're productive. Okay, and once you have that, you have a good, decent decent relationship with yourself. Then we can talk about you're going to have good relationships with others. You're going to see it's like it's going to be like a magic trick. You're going to have great relationships with the people around you. You're going to have great relationships with your parents and children. You're going to have a great relationship with your with your wife. And obviously, hopefully, <laughs> you'll have a good relationship with your creator because you're actually, you understand, you know what you're doing, you're beneficial, you're efficient, you're doing it. And we should all be zocha to, you know, give ourselves what we need in order to give others in the other relationships. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Rebbe. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you were able to learn something new. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.